0: Blog Talk Radio
1: You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, this is your host today. Kathy and E.J. McKenzie, or E.J. and Kathy McKenzie, however you want to term it. Uh, it's good being uh, back with you on a Wednesday at uh, 1 p.m. Uh, to be a blessing. It's that's, that's always been our prayer and our desire is to be a blessing. Uh, we want those that is on chat and those online, call your family and friends that may have a lunch break at this present time, and those may work another shift and they're off. Call them and join us to see what the Lord has to say concerning a relationship, especially those that is married or desire to get married, uh, parents. Call them and uh, ha- I, I ask them to join us uh, this particular Wednesday. i tell you why this year seems like it's flying by so fast. I also want to uh, congratulate you for being a part of the Brock Talk Radio. And uh, when we first started, I shared my wife that I wanted we believe in God that we get about 2,000 hits by the month of December the end of the year and I uh, looked at it the other day we have over 14,000 uh, not, excuse me, 12,000 over 12,000 and of course a lot of people repeat but um, that has hit from the time we started uh, I think it was in September uh, I think it was the end of September was, October one of the two and until uh, now We have over uh, 12,000 hits. So we are grateful to the Lord for uh, grace in us to be a blessing to you. Uh, I want to have Prophet Kathy to uh, uh, greet you and give us our announcements today. Prophet Kathy.
2: Yes. Good afternoon to everyone. Thank you for joining us. It's good being on the uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, once again with my husband, Doctor McKenzie. I really enjoy this time that we have where we come together to hear what the Lord has to say to us to encourage us in kingdom relationships in the order of kingdom relationships for the for the glory and honor of God. We have a couple of announcements. We have our watch night service. If you are not having watch night service at your church and you desire to be with us, we'd love to have you come and be with us. Our watch night service is Monday, December 31st, and it's at 10 p.m., and we will be back at the Embassy Suites Hotel, and that's the Miami location. The address, um, for those of you who do not know where it's at, is 3974 South River Drive, and the parking fee for that night is $5. And God has given us access granted. So we believe that God is going to speak a fresh uh, and bold word to us. Uh, I know Dr. McKenzie always um, goes before God every year for our watch night service. It's always powerful. And uh, Dr. McKenzie goes before God to get a word from God just for us, um, to speak the heart and the mind to us, to encourage us for the upcoming year. So we're looking forward to 2013 We've been encouraged uh, from Dr. McKenzie to, uh, um, to go into the, to the new year with the new. We are already in our due season and our set time. So we're going into the new year with the new. And the new is we, we're new, you know, because we believe God and we're standing on the word of God. And so God has manifested himself to us and continuing to manifest his word to us uh, and unfold his word in our lives. Also, for those of you who uh joined us on the prayer line um and if you'd like to join um to listen to the prayer, uh we have uh, some reference numbers that you can go back and you can listen to the prayer um I just finished listening to the one from yesterday, just powerful um how God, even though the enemy tried to stop us from hearing from God, but God prevailed anyway and um so Uh, If you'd like to go back and listen to the prayer, you can go to our website. Our website has uh, the uh, reference numbers right there for the one from yesterday. Um, You can click the link. Uh, from December 18th, click that link right there and you can listen to the to the uh, prayer right there on the website. So the reference numbers are there. Uh, tell somebody uh, about the prayer. They can join us for next month. The Lord say the same. However, uh, what the Lord put in Dr. McKenzie's spirit concerning the prayer, all this year we were praying and fasting um, at the end of the month, but God just laid it upon Dr. McKenzie's heart for us to do it before Um, the end of this month because that falls on a holiday and so just Uh, just giving respect to everyone because we know that's when families get together and uh, families are uh, cooking and sharing and just having a great time together as families. So we just wanted to uh, move it up um, just a week, and the Lord laid that upon uh, Dr. McKenzie's heart. Um, So we did it uh, this past Monday, Tuesday, and today was our last day. Um, So, again, if you'd like to listen to the prayer, you can go to our website, and the information is right there for you. Amen. Dr. McKenzie?
1: Oh, I had myself on mute. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you not to uh, go in and listen to the prayer. I want to encourage you to go and join in with the prayer. Don't just go listen. Uh, uh, join in. Pray along with us as we're praying. Uh, it's not what I pray. It's what you pray. The power's in your mouth. You should Amen. have what you say. Not what God say, not what your dad and mama say, your preacher say. It's what you say. So if your man of God is saying something, then you say what he say. And So it got to come out of your mouth. You shall have what you say. So go, you you join the prayer line to join in and begin to articulate what the Lord God is articulating. And so, therefore, it's, it's, it's in unison. It's an agreement. And the Bible says, if any, to agree on earth, if it's touching anything, they shall ask; it shall be done for them, not him, not her, for them. So, therefore, join the prayer line and and go back. And, and and what I like about it is this right here: you that join in with us, there's certain things that got hit every day. So you may experience five days from now, a week from now, an attack, but you remember that thing was addressed in prayer. You can go back to that particular day, and you can join in. Now, think about it. This is the wisdom of God. When you go back to that prayer and begin to pray along, you're not praying by yourself, but everybody that was on that line. Yes. So you, everybody joined forces with you five days from now, ten days from now. A a, in a certain particular thing That the enemy may be challenging you, you with But the Lord addressed that thing The Lord bind that thing On that particular prayer time The Lord God rebuked that thing The Lord God cast that thing forth And all of us All of our faith Was being released at the same time So yeah. you just going back and reconnecting And when you start praying with us That means everybody that was praying That prayer on that line that day That anointing that power is being released in your situation right now. And it's gonna blow the devil's head off. So <laughs> always go back and join in and pray. Just don't listen. Pray alone. Because what you're doing, you're accessing isn't that thing power by faith? You're accessing what was prayed five days, five weeks. But when you go back and pray it, you making that prayer relevant for today. That's yes. what I like about the word of the Lord. There's no time, distance, no or space with the word of the Lord. Amen. So, so join in and pray along with us and uh and uh and watch what God began to do. Amen. All right, Prophet Catholic. So what has the Lord put on your heart for us to share today in the areas of relationship?
2: Well, in the areas of relationship, uh I wanna um the Lord put in my spirit concerning the scripture that you brought out, um, the Lord had you to articulate on yesterday. In spite of the challenge uh, on the prayer line, the Lord had you to encourage us with the, from the book of Hebrews, the tenth chapter, and that the Lord was ringing that in my spirit, and that's the reason why I went back to the prayer to pray along with with you as you were praying it, and, and uh, we were praying to, together on the uh, uh, on yesterday. But Hebrews 10 chapter and verse 35 and 36 from the Amplified, you read it. And um, I'm going to go ahead and read it. And it says, Do not, therefore, fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. Uh, And if we just stop right there for a moment, uh, do not, therefore, fling away your fearless confidence, that means I have to make a decision as a wife not to fling away My fearless confidence. And you brought out yesterday how my confidence gets me the reward. And so I have to determine in my spirit that I'm going to continue to hold on to my confidence because it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. So, I make that decision in spite of the challenges. I make that decision um, to hold on to my confidence for my marriage, uh, hold on to my confidence uh, concerning our girls, ebony Exorcist, and money, holding on to my confidence concerning the word that God has spoke for the church, holding on to the confidence the, that the Word of God has spoken concerning divine health and concerning um, our families and our extended family, whatever that promise may be that God has spoken, I have to make a decision to hold on to my confidence and do not fling it away. And when I looked up the word fling, um, it had the definition of the word flung, which is the past tense. In other words, uh, one one of the examples it gave was that uh, like when a person fling away or they fling their, their clothes, you know, sometimes, you know, you may fling your clothes on the bed, you know, it's like a casual attitude or a casual mentality. So in putting that in terms concerning my confidence, I must not allow myself to be lax or lazy and and just, you know, come whatever comes, whatever goes, I just go with the flow. No, I continue to embrace the Word of God so I can uh, hold on to my confidence because that's what's going to get me the reward.
1: Let's look at uh, something as you was sharing there. Let's break it down uh like what uh uh you, you said uh shared about the word fling uh and how do that take place. Uh the key word uh uh in this particular verse is fearless confidence. Confidence is the key to uh thirty five and thirty six. Let's look at the definition of the word confidence. So we so we can make it practical. Let's ne- first of all, let me deal with it from my relationship with God Than my relationship with you Since we're dealing with relationships Yes. Okay. What kind of confidence Should I have In God Not you In God concerning you First of all If God is the orchestrator Of this relationship And God spoke to me and said This is the one Or I went to him and said Who is the one He said you is the one So if you are the one, then God should have begun to uh, share some things with me, what he wants to accomplish with you, with me in this marriage. Now, God must speak. God must reveal. So, therefore, I must have confidence. Because when God starts testing the marriage, and when you start saying some things or doing some things that is contrary to what God showed me before I asked you to marry me, now, I got to make a decision, either to stand on what God showed me, if or I can fling away,
0: mm-hmm. fling away
1: my confidence. Yes. Now, the word confidence, and this is the key, so, so, so we, we mix it up. So we want to have confidence in each other. No, the confidence starts with God. Yes. Out of my confidence with God... Should be birth be birthed a confidence concerning you? Yes. Because if my confidence is in you before it's in God, then I'm going to be like Abraham. Mm-hmm. You're going to be easily to influence me out of the will of God. Yes. Well, so my confidence first must be in God and then you. Yes. And notice what it says here the word confidence, one of the definitions. Complete complete, listen to that complete assurance and certitude regarding the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something, complete. So therefore, whatever happens, if I have complete confidence or complete assurance and certitude, Now, first of all, it says the character. That's the key more than anything. The character of the person. The ability of the person. The strength of the person. The truth of the person. Now, the person we talk about is God. Yes. Now, do I have complete assurance and certitude regarding God's character, God's ability, God's strength, or God's truth? That's the key. If not, I'm going to be moved. Yes. I'm going to be moved by what you say, be moved by what you do, which that has taken place, because I was focused on you and not the God that spoke to me. Yes. And see, that must become vital to us. And here's another definition of uh, that, that that is 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 coincident, but it's good of the word confidence. A state of mind in which one is free from doubt. A state of mind in which one is free from doubt. So, whatever happens, doubt cannot penetrate my mind. I am totally 100% free from doubt. And the only reason I am free from doubt is because of my confidence in the character of God, the ability of God, the strength of God, the might of God, the power of God, the authority of God. And that's the only reason I can be free of doubt. But if Doubt is plaguing my mind. That means I'm not assured concerning God Himself. Yes. So it has to be balanced there. So we look at it again, says, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence. For it is for it carries a great and glorious Compensation of reward, which is another too powerful word, compensation, there. So it's the fearless confidence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So do I have fearless confidence? Do you have fearless confidence? Do the couples that is on this line, those that is married on this line, do those that desire to get married is on this line? Do you have fearless confidence in God? Now watch this right here. It's going to bring a reward. It's going to bring a reward. Well, what's going to be the reward? The thing that God revealed. Yes. The thing that God spoke? The thing mm-hmm. that God promised. So regardless of what you do or I do, who have fearless confidence?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Do I have a vision concerning you? Do you have a vision concerning me that is biblical? Now, when I mean a vision concerning you and you, you, you have a vision concerning me, see, every, see a lot of people, the reason they're not married, and I will probably never get married, because they want Jesus
2: <laughs> as a husband. <laughs>
1: they want the man to walk the water. They want the man to be able to turn uh, water into wine. Well, that ain't going to happen. He may be able to do that later on, but you ain't going to find him Very <laughs> few. So you got to have a a biblical, practical understanding of what a man of God is, or a woman of God is. Yes. You got to be able to do that. Bring balance to it.
2: Amen. And as you were speaking, I was thinking this is why we get in trouble, uh, you know, in our relationship as a couple because one, you know, either the wife or the husband. It does not have the confidence in God's character. And I like what you brought out, the definition of confidence, complete assurance you know, in God's character, his strength, his might, his power. So we get in trouble, and I know I have gotten in trouble, missed God. Anytime I have missed God in our relationship is because I have taken my eyes off the Lord concerning my role, my position, what I should be doing. And my focus became, you became my focus instead of God continuing to be my focus. So my my uh, at that moment when I missed God, my eyes was on you and in not God's character. Not complete assurance in God's character. Uh, his, his strength, his might, his power, all those beautiful attributes that you just brought out. Um, so that's why we get in trouble in our relationship because we we're taking our eyes off, off of God and looking at the person, looking at our spouse, what they said, what they what they did. Uh when I have fearless confidence, it's going to be revealed in my speech. In spite of what you may say, it'll be revealed in my speech that my, my confidence, my complete assurance is in God's character. Uh it's going to be revealed in my attitude, uh, my behavior. Not, it, it, you know, my character, my my disposition, my attitude, my speech will not change in spite of what test God may allow us to go through as husband and wife. It will not change if my focus is in God's, God's character and not you.
1: You're, you're absolutely right. So basically what you would just describe, what we, we articulate in at this present time is this here. Then every man, before he get married, need to have some, something in his spirit, some kind of vision, some kind of ideal, what the characteristics and attributes that his wife is going to have. By mm-hmm. like him going before God, uh, crying out to God, and saying, God, to, uh, 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 these are the characteristics, these are the attributes that I believe you put in my spirit concerning my wife. Now he have a vision. He, have, he has some kind of ideal. But he got to understand what's the purpose of being married. Why will God give me a wife? When we begin to understand it from a biblical perspective, the wife is a helpmate to help him to fulfill the purpose of God for his life, the vision of God for his life. So if that is the case then, he got to know what God is calling him to do. One of the most frustrating things is for a man to get married, and don't know the will of God for his life. Because if he don't know the will of God for his life, it's going to be very difficult for him to have a vision for what kind of wife that he needs to help fulfill the vision. Yes. But he has no vision. He don't know his purpose. He don't know his destiny. And so therefore, he don't have a vision, don't know what the purpose of God is, That he just marries somebody because she's fine. Fine ain't gonna last forever. <laughs> fine gonna die out. It's just like you eating, you eating uh, fried chicken every day, day, five, uh, uh, five, uh, seven days a week, 365 mm-hmm. days a, uh, 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 um, a year. You're going to get tired of fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Fried chicken is not going to uh, 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 be able to sustain you. It can sustain you, but you're going to get tired of it. So you yes. got to go beyond just the natural. you got to look at some, have some I believe, got for some internal attributes. Nothing wrong with fine. So i got a fine wife. It's not right fine, but you, you you got to understand what is the internal characteristics and attributes that's going to help us to fulfill the divine and perfect will of God. Because when both of you all die, you all ain't going to be married in heaven. Mm-hmm. So marriage is only for here. Only for here. Sex is only for here. So that that stuff is temporary. But what yes. is the eternal purposes of God? What is the eternal purpose? We are preparing ourselves for eternity right now. Yes. So you want to be able to get a spouse that's going to help you fulfill the divine will and purpose of God so God can be glorified. And notice what I said. A wife is going to help you fulfill the divine and purpose of God. And in the midst of that, ladies, that, uh, you, you ladies that believe that God has called you into ministry, in the midst of that, your ministry will be birthed. In the midst of that, your ministry will be birthed. Your yes. ministry first is to minister that man and to help yes, that man.
0: Ma'am.
1: You ought to help me. You yes. are the one that is designed to be adaptable, adjustment conformable to the man. And that the man then adaptable, justly, conformable to you. Yes. You all will become one as you all continue to pursue the divine and perfect will of God. The oneness will take place. And I personally believe it's just me that I believe whatever ministry God calls the man into, the woman will eventually become a part of that, just like it takes the husband and the wife to make a successful family. That can take place, and doesn't necessarily mean she has to preach.
0: Yes, <laughs> she
1: can. She can have great administrative skills. She's behind the scenes. Some women, it's great behind the scenes with administration. It could be finances, whatever the case may be. But she plays a major role.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Every woman of God uh, uh, that has a husband that's called to preach is not called to preach. Yes, and that's one of the greatest mistakes also in the body of Christ that we see, and that's being birthed as well.
2: Yes. Uh, Even as you were speaking concerning the husband, uh, the the man having a a, a biblical um, vision concerning the type of wife that he wants, it's the same thing concerning the woman, because when he finds her then he, you know, he's looking for that biblical, you know, woman if he's, you know, getting that vision that God has given unto him, what he wants, because, you know, we it's according to what he wants. Uh, but the wife also, she has to make sure that she is uh, biblical as far as uh, uh, understanding what kind of, you know, man that she's looking for. Well, she's not looking, we know that he's going to find her, but she must be a woman of God that, that, that is in her relationship with God, understanding her role as a wife. So when God joins her together with her future kingdom man of God, a future Boaz, that she will continue, she will undergird him in, in, in prayer. Uh, she will undergird him with the vision that God has given unto him uh, for the household. Uh, she will understand her role. She'll be able to be that helpmate that God has called her to be, uh, and, and God will help her as she understands that her first her number one role is her uh or her number one responsibility is her uh relationship with God and then she can help her husband you know by being the woman of God that God has called her to be
1: That's good. And, and every situation is different too. Uh yes. what I mean by that you may a man uh uh may have desire to marry a lady. He sees a later lady. But she's a business lady. She has her own business.
0: Mm-hmm. What do
1: you do then? Do she quit her business, drop her business to marry this man and to be a housewife? Not really. Not really. So what they have to do is they have to come in agreement on some things. They, they must dialogue. Yes. They must hash things out. what, what is what's, What will be best for the family? Uh, uh, do you desire children? Some ladies that may be in the the, the peak of their business may not desire any children.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Is that man willing to marry her with that understanding? Or or if she's willing to have children and willing to lead the workplace for a season, is that man willing to come in agreement with that, that he will be responsible for everything in the household? And where she can be able to do that. See everything yes. has to be talked out and agreed upon. And God will honor your agreement. Yes. So every situation is different. I know some men where they they are house uh they they they're the one that they're stay at home stay at home dads. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh that's that's just just became popular recently. But yes. the the wife is is the strength uh of uh, 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 her job or her business is the strength of the family for as uh, provision. So this man made a decision, and they talked about it, husband and wife, that it would be better for the man to leave his job and the man to take care of the children in the household while she uh, worked. Now, that's a decision that they make. Yeah. now, I can say I don't see that from a biblical perspective. But we got to understand in the Bible times, things was totally a hundred percent different than they are today.
0: Yes, hundred percent
1: different than today. So we, you have to get the mind of God concerning that. Yes, and you go with what God lead you and your family to do. That's what you will have to do. Amen. Whatever you do, when God speaks, you got to go in it with confidence.
0: Yes. And when hell
1: begin to break loose or get challenged, you got to stand on on what you all agreed upon. Yes. Got to stand on what God showed you,
0: mm-hmm. and uh,
1: the word of the Lord. You're going to receive a glorious compensation if yes. you do.
2: Yes. Um, As you were speaking and sharing, uh, I was thinking about, you know, uh, when you just brought out concerning, you know, what they agree upon. And I was thinking at the – and you mentioned about the stay-at-home dads, but that's what they agreed upon. And I was uh, thinking about when we first got married – and uh you wasn't a stay at home dad but you was traveling on the road when we first got married and uh you came off the road and so I was the, my paycheck was the only one coming into the household um I was the only one working at that time uh and and during that time you were seeking God what was God's will and so that was that's I think that's also the difference you know that's going back to you uh, uh, agreeing, and you were seeking the heart and the mind of God. What was God's will concerning, uh, concerning you at that particular time? Because you were traveling before we got married, but after we got married, you came off the road. So I was the only one working, working at the post office. Uh, you were seeking God, and I believe you, uh, if I remember correctly, um, God spoke to you about eight months later and shared with you to go get a job.
1: Uh, Let me uh, help the audience understand I just didn't come off the road God told me to come off the road Number one Uh, That was my livelihood Uh, I had already already Had plans Uh, My plans was to I had doors open I can leave South Florida in January And don't come back to South Florida To December So my plans was when you and I Got married That was my plans but it wasn't God's plan my plans was to, on the weekends, uh, fly you up to whatever city or state uh, that I was in so you can begin to experience, because at that particular time you you, you weren't challenged getting on the plane because you was on the, getting on planes that, during that time, and to fly wherever city that I was in or state that I was in so you can experience, get a chance to experience the different cities and the states of our nation. But when we came back from our honeymoon, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, do not go back on the road. Now, that bothered me because I didn't know what was up. Now, at first it didn't bother me because I thought God was getting ready to open up doors for me to minister in South Florida, which at that time I had not done any meetings in South Florida at all, but only in Dr. Brown's church. So I was thinking that he was opening up South Florida because that was what he called me to do. But he didn't do that. He was absolutely right. For eight months, he didn't speak to me because God was doing something. Really? God revealed to me he was breaking pride in me, and he was teaching you how to live by faith. So I have always lived by faith as an uh, evangelist, and so I never was moved by that. So God was going to do a dual role in you and I. That's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it worked. So it wasn't that I just didn't go on the road and didn't have a job and want to seek a job. But after the eight months, that's when God spoke to me to get uh, get a job. And when it's God, it always works supernaturally. And that's exactly what happened. I got a job supernaturally, and then God uh, uh, began to process us and prepare us for the pastorship. That's how that worked. Everything has to be Holy Spirit led. You all need to hear that. Because if it's God, now watch this right here. If it's God, you're not going to lose your house. If it's God, you're not going to lose your apartment. If it's God, you're not going to lose your car. Yes. When God spoke to me and told me to come off the road, but he did not give me any instructions until eight months later because he was breaking things and establishing some things. And after the eight months, God said, look around you. Look around you. You came in here with a box, and a mattress. Now, after eight months, you're not uh, evangelizing. Your house is full of furniture. Every bill is still paid. Matter of fact, you have a brand new car. Got a brand new car. That same of that year. Whatever that year was, we got it. 1988, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 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 uh. We got a brand new car. Yes. 1988, I'm showing you that I'm your source. I'm showing you it's not about your wife. You know, your wife job cannot provide this, cannot do this. It's not about you traveling. Your traveling could not have done this, what I've done in eight months. I'm showing you, son, that I'm your source. I'm showing your wife that I'm your source. And the reason I'm a breaking pride in you, E.J., because you made a statement before you got married, a woman will never take care of you. I totally forgot I said that. (laughs) And he said, I'm your source. It never was about a woman taking care of you. It was about me. And God moved from there until where we're located at this present time. He is blessed and moved exceedingly abundantly above all that we're able to answer a thing. And the key to that, ladies and gentlemen, the key to the progression of God is hearing the voice of God and executing the voice voice of God. Regardless of when any man, woman, boy says a thing. Uh, uh, God has always spoken to me. God has always given me direction. I articulate those directions to Kathy. Kathy has come alongside of me, and she has received the manifestation of what God has said.
0: Amen. We have
1: never been out of a house. We have never had our lights cut off. We have never had our water cut off. We have yes. always had food in the covets. and there's times where uh, there was times where it was almost hardly nothing in the covets. But God always came through. Always Mm. came through. This is about a relationship with God. And this is about every man that may be listening to me right now. You play the role. You play the role. you got to be able to hear the voice of God. And you got to go with God. There was times uh, uh, we was in a situation like Abraham. uh, When God would speak to me and say, make this move. Uh, One thing I can say about Captain, you have never came against me in that externally maybe internally but she never spoke it no uh came against me and that but she has seen the progression of god she yes. has seen see, ladies and gentlemen having a relationship with god goes beyond preaching it goes beyond prophesy. it goes beyond laying hands on the sick your relationship with god it should be evident in this realm in this life that god is god god is your source God is your sustainer. You have faith in God. You have trust in God. You have faith in his character. You have faith and confidence uh, in his ability, his power, his might. It should be manifest in your personal life as well as in church.
2: Amen. And uh, you know what? As you were speaking, I was thinking about this. Uh, The Lord was showing me this. My attitude back then, my, my disposition back then, when we first got married and you was, um home seeking the heart and the mind of God um, and I was going to work, my attitude was in total agreement with you, I, I, you know, as, as a couple. I never really thought about it, uh, the, but the Lord just brought that in my spirit. Uh, my attitude was totally in agreement with you. You also, uh, and we've shared this openly, you also helped me to develop my relationship with God. It started back then. Um, you, there would be times I would come home from uh, from working, uh, you know, taking care of uh, uh, getting some rest and then, you know, getting up cooking, and there would be times you would ask me, have you spent any time in prayer? No. Have you studied the Word of God today? No. And then you would tell me, um, well, I'll take care of the dishes, and you go ahead and, and spend some quality time with God. Now, that's... And I really appreciate, I didn't appreciate it at that time, <laughs> but looking back on it, I appreciate that. At that time, I'm thinking to myself, well, who do you think he is? My daddy? Uh, why he got to tell me to do this and do it? But, you know, that was my flesh, <laughs> but that helped me to develop a relationship uh with God, my flesh was kicked had kicked against it, but it helped me to develop a relationship with god and then not only that, but looking at that, that was you know as a as my husband as my authority, you was helping uh God to give you a vision, so you was helping me. Uh, to, to uh, have a relationship with God so I can walk one with you in this relationship as husband and wife. If I didn't have a relationship with God, uh, then I couldn't be able to walk with you in this relationship. Uh You would be seeking relationship other places because your wife had no relationship with God, and so therefore I couldn't dialogue with you. But I appreciate the fact that you will help me have a relationship with God and develop my relationship with God, spending time in prayer and spending time uh getting to know God for myself.
1: One of the most frustrating things that ever could ever take place in a Christian marriage is one the husband of the wife is spiritual and the partner is carnal. It it will it'll be that person will be one of the most miserable persons on the planet.
0: Hmm.
1: Why no, why? Because the person that is carnal could never comprehend and understand the person that is spiritual. Yes. They will always come against the person. They will they will say it don't take all that. And mm-hmm. and 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 uh I heard you make the statement several times as you you and I come uh, uh on the line we did with couples how you a woman may say, Well who do you think he is he he, he my daddy when a woman talks like that and even thinks like that, it's nothing but a revelation how carnal she is. Yes, carnality talks like that. Yes. When somebody is trying to help you develop, <laughs> and, and, and you think like that, that is it reveals how immature and how carnal that particular person is. Because yes. number one, if you really did have a relationship with God, nobody would have to tell you to yes. uh, if you were spiritual. Nobody would have to tell you. To pray, about to tell you to get in the word. So, mm. so you should be grateful, ladies or husbands, that you have a spouse uh, that can see the spouse. And watch this right here. And the spouse could not tell you to do something they have never lived it. Is yeah. So, so it's miserable for a man or a woman to marry uh, uh, their spouse in one have a relationship with God, and the other one don't. See, you can go to church and don't have a relationship with God. Yes. You can be. You can grow up in church from the time you was born until now and don't have a relationship with God. I know people like that now. Hmm. They was raised up in the church. All, I mean, born in the church. And they're adults right now. And they don't have a, a, a decent relationship with God. They got a lot of stuff in their head. But they are, they are so immature and they are so carnal. It'll, it'll mess you up. But now they, can, they, can, they can talk scripture. They can articulate scripture, but they're immature. They're carnal. They can't take nothing. They're when 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 something is articulated to them, they always think from a natural perspective, not a perspective not a spiritual. Why? Because they're not spiritual. They have been processed into spirituality. Spirituality yes. is not fasting. It's processing into spirituality. Yes.
2: And in that relationship, the the wife, that is such a plus. Uh, you mentioned that you know it's frustrating for one to be spiritual and the other one to be carnal. Um, and and I mentioned earlier how I appreciate that now, looking back on it, that you helped me to develop my relationship with God, uh, because now you and I can dialogue, you and I can communicate, you and I can share. Uh, and, and I can remember, you know, uh, in the early stages, there will be times you talk to me and I. Because I didn't have a relationship with God, I, you know, would say, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I can't, I couldn't communicate back to you or dialogue back with you concerning the Word of God. But now we can, and I appreciate the times that you and I communicate, and I share with you what the Lord dealt with me about, or what the Lord showed me, and share different scriptures with you, or, uh, of, you know, something that the Lord showed me. Um and I appreciate that you and I can dialogue and can communicate uh, you know, when it comes to our relationship with God. That also because I, I learned a lot from you when you and I are sharing the heart and the mind of God.
1: Let me share another principle, uh, uh something you just articulated and that is that that is so we may have uh some couples online that may be pastors uh or ministers. Uh, Let me share a word of wisdom with you. Uh, This will always be a temptation. See, all of us human beings have a tendency to gravitate towards our strength or gravitate towards something we like. Mm -hmm. And very few people like to be challenged to go beyond, to move outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes down to... uh, uh, just say God called, uh, use the illustration, God called me into the healing ministry. If God called me to the healing ministry, that means the majority of my studies and my teaching is going to be in the areas of healing. My wife should be studying the same thing. Yes. She should, if she's going to be a helpmate and flow with me and understand the call of God on my life. Yes. If she's studying everything else besides that, then she has to examine herself. Why?
0: Yes.
1: Why are you studying this? And this is a pursuit. And a perfect example to me of a husband, a couple that's called in. Everybody, every every couple is not called into ministry. The husband is. The wife may not be. Yes. And sometimes we may see the wife is the husband not be. Mm
0: hmm.
1: The perfect example that it to me is Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth uh Kenneth and Gloria Copeland.
0: Yes.
1: You'll never see Gloria Copeland not teaching on faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ever. Because uh uh she's interdated with the message of faith just like her husband.
0: Yes.
1: They went into the same together. He they they drove miles and miles to go to Kenneth Hagin's meetings. Now here you have Kenneth Hagin, but you don't see his wife. You see, Kenny Coble. You see his wife. So, so every woman is not called into every pastor's wife is not called into ministry. Every minister of the gospel wife is not called into ministry. But that doesn't mean that she shouldn't know what her husband know or study in the area that her husband studying in. Yes. So it's very important that we understand that, because it's still going to be unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so uh, many times we can look at this and we have to bring clarity and balance to everything, ladies and gentlemen. we got to be able to understand the enemy don't mind. It's just say, if if you study in the Word, say, well, at least I'm studying the Word. Yeah, but you ain't studying the area that God is leading the family. God is leading this man. And so, therefore, it's going to be a poor, and it's gonna still going to be a form of un- being unequally yoked.
2: Yes. And to add to that, that complement, that that's where the wife will compliment her husband. It will compliment you if I, if you know, I'm sharing the same thing that you're sharing. When when uh, the Lord laid upon your heart for me to minister uh, in Bible study or minister uh, on Sunday morning, then my message should be centered around what God has been articulating and sharing through you already. Nothing new. Nothing trying to get no deep mystery or no deep revelation or whatever the case may be. But whatever I share should complement what God. has has already been speaking in the house through you because you're the man in the house. You're the senior man. So my message should be centered around complimenting what God has already been saying through you.
1: That's good. I see that we have a, a question uh, at this time, uh, area code uh, 718. you have a question? Area code 718. Well, I see that you had clicked the one button. Uh, maybe you clicked it by mistake. Once again, area code 718, do you have a question? Okay. Well, we'll good back. Now, going back to something that you just uh, shared, you just said, that uh, uh, you should minister in line or in light or whatever the Lord is taking through me because I'm the set person in the house. Uh, If we would notice Jesus' disciples, what did they minister?
0: What Jesus said.
1: What Jesus taught. Nothing more, nothing less. Yes. Jesus first started, he came out preaching uh, the gospel of the kingdom. So he called his four disciples together, gave them authority and power to go teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom. What he did, he told them to do the same thing. What he yes. preached, he preached the same thing. So very few people today want to do that. Well, I don't want to be talking about God gave me my own mysteries, my own revelation. But well, this is a team thing. Yes. This is not an individual thing. Yes. It, it, it's team sports. Uh, you got always a lead person. The lead person in, in on, on a football team is the quarterback the lead person on the basketball team is the point guard. The point guard calls the plays. The quarterback calls the plays. The, the running backs and the receiver can't say, well, I, I don't want to, you know, "Want well, we wanna, well, let's do this play right here. <laughs> now, what kind of play do you think the wide receiver is going to ask the quarterback to call? A passing play. What kind of play do you think the running back going to ask the uh, quarterback to uh, run? A running play. <laughs> So, so let me get the ball. Let me get the ball. The the said, Let me get the ball. But the quarterback is going to call the play. That's going to cost the whole team to progress down the field. What he thinks is best. And and those quarterbacks that call plays, majority of the time, it's the coach that calls the plays into the quarterback. But there are some quarterbacks that call their own plays. Like Peyton Manning, he, he changes the play on, on on the line there. So you got a few quarterbacks in the league that does that. So the thing is not about individuality; it's about the team.
2: Yes, amen. That's good. Uh, and as you were speaking, the Spirit of God was speaking to me also concerning the home. That should, it should be the same way in the home. The wife should be. I should be complimenting you in the home. Uh, And and from time to time you travel Uh, You haven't been, you know, uh, traveling lately But uh, in the past when God has allowed you to be uh, To go and minister somewhere out of state, out of the city uh, What is articulated to the girls should be the same thing Uh, that as if you was home. I should have shared the same thing with the girls, articulating the same things with the girls, uh, as if you were still there. Uh, What was the last thing Daddy um, shared with us in family devotion or whatever the case may be? Nothing new should be happening if you are away, Uh, which uh, if it is, then that reveals rebellion. Uh, But when you are away, it should be the same thing articulated from me to the girls as if you was there.
1: Yeah, because we we should we should always be a team, and yes. and everybody to understand that your first responsibility, uh, ladies, and this is where to me, uh, a lot of homes get off track, is because now we have girls, we don't have boys, and so the girls spend more time with you than they do me. But this is where, where so many uh, families get off track is because there is not a uh, covenant or a unity amongst the husband and the wife on matters. Mm-hmm. And, and the enemy uses children to divide the allegiance of a wife and a husband. And so the wife or husband start gravitating and committing their allegiance more to their children than their spouse. You just set yourself up for a fall. You can take that to the bank. Yes. And now you just open up the door. Why have you opened, why have you opened up the door? Because once you start playing, putting, uh, giving more allegiance to a child more than the spouse, that means the affection that should be given to that spouse is given to that child. You just set that child up for a fall, and you just set yourself up for a fall with the child.
0: Because yes. eventually
1: that child going to start disrespecting you and dishonoring you because you're giving that child something that should be given to the spouse and not to yes. the child. Yes. And so a lot of times we don't understand these principles because you're upset, one spouse is upset with the other one, and now uh, because you are selfish, and now they want to go now and start giving all this affection to their, their children and because they're angry with the spouse, and now you're going to give the child something, do something for the child, compromise with the child about something that you normally wouldn't have if you wasn't upset with your spouse. We've got to begin to understand the manipulation of the powers of darkness against us. So yes. a husband and wife should be in agreement on basically almost everything. So if the husband is away or the wife is away, we already know what the standards are because the husband and the wife has come into agreement with the standards. Yes. Another thing. Children will manipulate you and play you. Children will go to one spouse, the father, and say, Daddy, uh, can I do so-and-so? Or have so-and-so? You say, yeah. Boy then went to the mother, and the mother said no. That's <laughs> manipulation. Yes. We stop that at a very, 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 very young age.
0: Yes. We don't
1: play that mess. Amen. If I find something like that that's taken place, they will get scant. <sighs> <laughs> because that's manipulation. Yes. And you trying to you use you allowing Satan to use you to divide this relationship between your mother and myself. Ain't no yes. way. Yeah. So we don't we don't experience that. I don't have that uh, problem. We start at a very young age, but every yes. once in a while, I can see that spirit try to rise this ugly head up, but I catch it immediately.
2: Yeah. And we deal with it. Amen. We don't operate that.
1: That's Satan using you. You need to recognize that. You need to go repent before the Most High God.
2: Yes, Amen. And when we uh, come together as a team, that's that's something that you and I, uh, you know, really enjoy as far as being a team and being a couple. And and God has graced us from time to time to uh share words of wisdom with other couples cuz you know we 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 really love to see that um in the in the home and in the relationship and God has uh blessed us and and um uh, as we continue to going back to something you said earlier have our confidence in the character of God then God will continue to be glorified in the union in the marriage uh, where the wife will uh understand her position, understand her role, and I think one of the the uh, one of the greatest um areas that a wife can be most effective in uh and this you know this is just learned uh speaking from experience um is her role as a as a intercessor for her man of god uh praying for him, interceding for him. Um, there are sides. Uh, there are things that I will see about you being my husband that the world would never see, and that's the side. Whatever God has allowed to be exposed, whatever God has revealed, that's just, that's what I should be lifting up before God, praying for you, uh, interceding for you. Uh, and I remember one time you you uh, mentioned uh, sometimes God allows you when you're sharing concerning your relationship with Dr. Brown and the process that God um uh, allowed you to go through with dr Brown um and you mentioned how there would be times where you would fast for the man of god and uh and and he didn 't tell you to do that, but that 's something God put in your spirit um to do and I believe that if a wife does that for her man of God, then God will allow her to reap the rewards, reap the benefit of that as she's interceding for her man of God and praying for the family and praying for the success um, that his eyes will continue to be open so he can see the vision of God and he will continue to have his ears open so he can hear the voice of God uh, and a stranger's voice he will not follow so the wife undergirding her her man of God in prayer interceding for him Praying for him, so God can always be glorified. They will be a team, and the, and the and the the children will come alongside and 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 be children that will fulfill the vision of God and walking out the destiny because the wife is praying and interceding uh, for her family uh, for the success of her family.
1: That's good uh, uh, what you just said, and i like something you said about reaping the, the benefits of the rewards. And I think the benefit of the reward of a wife praying paying for her husband is that's how the woman will come one with the man. Uh, when you pray for his success, and you see, it's impossible to do that if you're selfish. Yes. If,
0: uh, and,
1: uh, and if you're selfish and you're praying for your husband, most likely your prayers is witchcraft prayers. Mm. Most likely they are prayers of manipulation to try to force uh, God to force your husband to do something that is not according to the will and purpose of God. So, yes. so you must pray biblically according to the will of God. You yes. must pray for the development of this man's character uh, as a husband, as a father, as a first of all, as a man of God, a husband of the father, and uh, whatever his endeavors is. If he's a businessman, you pray that God will give him wisdom, to translate business according to uh uh the word of God, that he will be a man of integrity, he'll be a man of character, he'll be a man of excellence. So there's some basic things that you can pray for your husband, and you can pray for your wife without getting into manipulation. Well, Lord, give my husband more love for me. Uh, <laughs> Lord, let him be more affectionate to me. You you thinking about you. Yes. God know how to make him uh more loving and more affectionate first of all, if he's not affectionate and loving to you, maybe he's not that to God, so you need to be praying that he become more loving and affectionate towards God, Yes, and God will turn around and 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 help him to be able to do that so um let me see. I think we got a, a question in chat. All right, we only got about three minutes left. Let me see here. It just brought to my attention. Let me see here in chat here, hold on for a minute here, let me see what the question is. I want to apologize to those that in chat that didn't see it here. The question is: um, Should the same way be for the children? Should they be also uh, studying the same thing as their parents? Absolutely. Yes. That's how the children and the, the family become one. And that's one of the gravest mistakes with parents. That's. And I've come short on that in some uh, from time to time. Even I have morning devotion with my children from time to time. I've done some things, whatever the case may be, but have I had them on the same page all the time? Absolutely, the children should be on the same page the, of uh, the, the parents are. And I think of another idea as I listen to Catherine. Uh, 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 she shares a lot about how she prayed for me and war for me and for me. Since we have girls. Uh, to me, the next step with Kathy was taking those girls along. They have a set time that they pray with me. What that's going to do, that's going to prepare them to pray for their husbands.
0: Yes, amen. And so they're
1: not going to know how to pray for their daughter. Well, I heard my mama say she prayed for my daddy, but I never, you know, been in a prayer session with my mama while she was praying for my They're not going to even know what to pray for. Yes. They can hear mm-hmm. you preach. They can hear you teach. It's one thing. It's mentorship and discipleship is about doing, doing yes. with the person doing with the person. So our girls would become better women of God if Kathy in, uh uh would do that.
2: Yes, amen. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that, um, that's something that, uh, the Lord had dealt with my heart. So that's just a confirmation, uh, concerning that, uh, with the girls. And, and I was going to add another dimension to that concerning, uh, prayer. When, uh, there are times when the girls want something. And because, you know, I'm a person of prayer, I always encourage them to pray before you ask daddy. Let's get the heart and the mind of God. If it's God's will for you to have this, then he'll put it in daddy's spirit. If it's not God's will, then God is going to, you know reveal it to daddy that this is not the time for that this is this is not the season for it so that's another dimension of prayer with the girls helping them to to go before god first before they even come to daddy to ask daddy
1: well you do you do you really do an excellent job with that because uh, they have done it from time to time and god will confirm it when i share with them yes they went and prayed or and i say no they they take it very well because they understand that this is not the will of God at this time, and you have prepared them and helped them in that area very well. We want to have about uh, 15 seconds. You want to go ahead and, and close it out with the announcements?
2: Yes, uh, just rem- reminding you, our listeners, that our watch night service, if you don't have watch night at your service, at your church, you're welcome to come and be with us December 31st at 10 p.m. at the Embassy Suites Hotel. The address is 3974 South River Drive. That's the Miami Airport location. Also, if you desire to join with us in prayer and pray along with us, uh, you can go to our website, that's ejmpcc.com, and the information is right there concerning you joining us with prayer.
1: Well, time has already expired about 10 seconds ago, so nobody can hear you at this present time. But Um, it was good being with everyone uh, uh, since uh, the time has expired. So we'll just go ahead and close here. Uh